The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. Have you been in a room when everybody's trying to talk at the same time? They're all trying to speak over one another and get their point across and be heard. You know, some people, I guess, enjoy that kind of conversation, but usually it doesn't get a lot accomplished. Yet that was the very setting on the night of our Lord's mock trials. We might say His mistrials, because everybody had something to say. And they're all saying, you know, things out of their angry hearts, and people are lying and making up things. There's lots of flesh being shown. And yet in the midst of all of that is this picture of serenity, of peace, of calm. And who is that? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll remind you that the Lord Jesus has just come from the prayer closet. He's just come from the place of prayer. And when you come out of the presence of God, you speak differently. And sometimes you don't speak at all. Uh, you hold your tongue. You, you resist the urge to respond Flesh wants to answer to flesh. Uh, but, you know, honestly, flesh uh, cannot conquer evil. Flesh cannot fix things. Only the Lord can do that. So here's this picture of the Lord Jesus who has been prayerful, who is filled with the Spirit of God, who is God Himself in the midst of all this chaos. And notice how He responds. In Mark chapter number 14, the Bible says in verse 55, And the chief priest and all the council sought for witness against Jesus to put him to death and found none. For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days I'll build another made without hands. But neither so did their witness agree together. In other words, they couldn't even get their story straight. So in verse 60, the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? And the words of verse 61 are profound, but he held his peace and answered nothing. Now remember, the Lord Jesus is God. He is the creator of the world. He's the one who spoke light, and there was light, and it was very good. The power of his word could have changed everything. He could have called for legions of angels to come. He could have said anything. But instead, he holds his peace. He answers nothing. This man that they said, never man spake like this man. This man that was always so full of grace and truth. This man that they were astonished at his doctrine because he always spoke as one that had authority. Now has nothing to say. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? This is the only time when the Lord Jesus responds. He simply says, I am. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes and said, What need we any further witnesses? Ye've heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to buffet him and to say unto him, Prophesy. And the servants did strike him with the palms of their hands. Would you look please very carefully at this portion of Scripture? The only response he gives is he acknowledges who he is. In other words, 
He refuses to tell a lie. Aren't you glad that our Lord is the way, the truth, and the life? And so when he is asked, are you the Christ? He simply says, I am. He uses the same words that were used of Jehovah God in the Old Testament. I am that I am. That's uh, a beautiful truth, isn't it? He is the I am in every circumstance, in every situation. He's always the same. And if anyone tells you that Jesus never claimed to be God, take them to Mark 14, 62. Uh, but the principle I want to show you today is the fact that that's all he said. He simply held his peace and answered nothing. Don't you know he could have outwitted them? He could have outtalked them. He could have said something that would have changed everything, and yet he doesn't because he's committed himself to the Father and he's yielded himself to the will of God. And I want you to know that when you've given yourself to God, you don't have to fix everything. You don't have to straighten everyone out. You don't have to answer every question. You don't have to prove yourself right because you've placed yourself in God's hands. I'm thinking now of God's word to his people in the Old Testament when he says, Ye shall hold your peace, and the Lord shall fight for you. What a picture of this we find in Jesus. He held his peace and answered nothing. It goes on in chapter 15, the next chapter, verse 1, And straightway in the morning the chief priest held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council and bound Jesus and carried him away and delivered him to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answering said unto him, Thou sayest it. And the chief priest accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Behold, how many things they witness against thee. But Jesus yet answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Would you please get this truth in your mind? Flesh always demands to be heard. The flesh life always wants to shout and to lift up its voice and to be acknowledged by others. But when you're walking in the Spirit, you can leave things in God's hands. You can believe that the greatest thing you can do with your tongue is pray and commit it to God and then let the Lord work out the details. That's exactly what Jesus does. How quick we are to answer, how quick we are to retaliate, how quick we are to respond. In our world today, one of the uh, practical ways that people do that is on social media. They see something they don't like, they hear something, they, they think something. They may not even be right. Their perception's not always reality. So immediately they lash out, they, they make an accusation, they say something. Uh, this, is, this is not the way spirit-filled people are supposed to live. And here's the great principle that I want to bring you to today. Would you make a note of this somewhere? At least write it upon your heart. May the Holy Spirit apply it to your life. Jesus Christ spoke less the closer he got to the cross. Remember, he's nearing the place of death. He's, he's nearing the end of his life. And so he's had much to say. I mean, this is the man who gave the Sermon on the Mount. This is the one who gave all of these amazing discourses. And people clamored to hear him. And disciples followed him just to hear the words that came from his mouth. But clo the closer he gets to Calvary, the less he has to say. Uh, the more the words are very, very carefully given. Why is that? Because dead men don't speak. You see, the reality is when the cross is a living reality in your life, when you have yielded yourself to the perfect will of God, have committed your way to Him, and are walking in faith that the Father will do what's right in the end, then you don't have to, you don't have to say much. You can just follow the Lord. Now, I think there's a time to speak up. Don't get me wrong. 
There's a time to witness. Jesus did that in this passage when they asked, Are you the Christ? And he said, I am. He not only said that he was, he even gave them a word about the future. He said, Ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. So it's always right for us to tell people who Jesus is. It's always right for us to tell people that Jesus is coming again. That's, that's good. But to defend ourselves, to make our case, to argue and debate, my friend, you're not going to prove who Christ is by doing that. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest example of this principle in His own life, in His own example. I wonder, where does this apply in your life today? Is it in your home, filled with debate and argument? Maybe it'd be good if we just held our peace and answered nothing. Uh, is it on the job? Is it with a neighbor? Is it with a friend? Is it in some relationship? Is it the attack of some critic, some perceived enemy that's come against you and you, you have this longing to stand up and speak out and straighten it out? Uh, let me give you this application today. Speak for Jesus, not yourself. If you're going to say anything, speak much of Jesus Christ, the great I Am, the one, the Son of Man who's coming again. Uh, but don't spend your days and your energy trying to defend yourself. Uh, don't give all of your time trying to answer some critic. Don't live your life that way. Commit your way to God and know that in the end, the Lord will always speak for you. And the Lord will always straighten it out. Wherever you are today, ask the Holy Spirit to make you more like Jesus Christ. That when the world comes against you and the devil raises his head and the flesh rears up, you hold your peace and answer nothing. It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today. Thank you.